From the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes the ghosts of the stratosphere, ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews. And why, why are you stopping me? Yes, that's much better. Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith as well as a cavalcade of fantastic comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere as well as on our website www.gotstratosphere.com. Hope to see you soon, folks. Yeah. Okay. My lips are chapped a little bit. Let's see if this helps. Oh, fuck, it didn't help at all. Ladies and gentlemen, this song is not a part of the 90s. Here's the thing. I'm not even going to tell you what song we were listening to right now, Adam and I, but we were listening to one of the cheesiest most wonderful crossover country slash pop hits and and it and 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 you know what in the middle of the episode i'll tell at the end of the episode i'm going to tell you what song it was in fact you know what we're going to play it for you at the end so stay fucking tuned I still can't get it. I still cannot get it without coughing. I can't get that. I can't get that evil laugh anymore. I, I thought that cough might be fake. No, that shit was real. Oh well, that was totally real. Well, best wishes to your black lung then. I don't know what the deal is. I don't. Ha- <coughs> yeah, see. Oh no. Um, I I mean, no, my cough is gone. I don't. I don't have one anymore. I'm totally healthy. But like, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe just. The act of laughing like that would make anybody cough. Maybe I will gasp for breath. Well, I thought that I was an evil man, and I was an evil you know, man. A little, a little hopeful that perhaps during the day I was the hero of the day who becomes the villain of the night. Um, oh, spooky. And so, seeing as how we record at night, I thought that well, I could pull off an evil laugh during the intro of every show. Uh, lately. That has not been the case. Um, <laughs> Adam, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good, Mike. It's um, good to see you. Have we it? told people that they're listening to 1990 what? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to 1990 what? A podcast about all things 90s. Uh, we used to say a music podcast, but it's really kind of gone far beyond that, and we'll continue to push far beyond that. It and as sure always, will. I am your host, Michael Joseph and across from me to my liking oh. is my co-host Adam Michael. <coughs> Michael. Whoa, dude. I, I thought I'd try it too. Dude, that was that, that was all yours was way cooler. My mine is always <laughs> fucking It's just noise. You know, I, I do a lot of like funny voices for my kids and yeah. stuff and so I see, you know, nice. I, get, I get a little practice. You're, you're a good father. Sometimes I try to scare the children mm. and make them run away from me. Yeah. Uh, t- tonight was a uh, man. Uh, the boys' room. My yeah. My older two boys who share a room. Uh, yeah. It was 
a disaster. It was mm-hmm. a huge mess. And um, I told him last night at bedtime, after school today, it was cleanup time. Yeah. Hang on, my mic stand is drooping on me. Let me, uh, it's drooping. Let me fix that real It might make a little noise. That's okay. Don't worry about that. That's all right. The folks at home. That will be better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, they they didn't get home uh, until after I did because they were at their aunt's house. But, um, yeah, I, I went in there with them, and that room looks really good now, but nice. I had to use a few scary voices to, uh, to get it accomplished. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to discipline your kids somehow. And if yours is scary voices, then, Adam, I'd say you are set for a life of pride. Well, Mike. What do we got going on this week, Adam? Tonight, what is tonight's show? We're talking about the year 1993. Coming and back around. Yeah, we started with 1993. Episode 1. Um, 1993 we began, and here we are again. Yep. Tonight is our 18th episode. And nice. uh, that, the reason it's not just only been 10 weeks is uh, we've had some 40-song charts where we've taken two weeks to split them up. We've had some artist-specific episodes, like our Tom Petty and our episode about the Nirvana album, Nevermind. Oh, yes. That's right. Things like that. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're just going to do whatever we want to get through the 90s, but we'll we'll generally go through the decade in order of, of year, and then, you know, once we hit 99, go back down to the zeros, I guess. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, go that way. We, we can't, I mean, this, we're celebrating quite a decade and i mean there's you flip back to the book and there are always new chapters and uh that's basically what we're doing now and i'm excited dude i'm excited yeah yeah i'm gonna go ahead and uh, grab the uh, yep. little hat and have you choose a uh, a tv show we'll talk about in Ooh, just a second television adam is reaching behind him to grab the Sorting Hat. Ladies and gentlemen, second episode of The Sorting Hat. I'm excited. This is a lot of fun. Shake that the into the mic, Adam. Let, let the folks at home hear that. Frazier. Right. Yep. You hear it? It's not <coughs> All right. Not too loud, but it's All there. right, Mike. Pull one of these out. And My hand. Read it for the people. Is in the sorting bowl. And I have one. I've got I'm going to give it to Adam. Adam. Oh Please my reveal to me gracious. what I have chosen. It says Beavis and Butthead. Fuck. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so this was a TV show that debuted in 1993. I remember it pretty well. I was not allowed to watch Dude, it. Dude, me neither. Unless my dad was home and my mom wasn't. <laughs> but Thanks, I did, Dad. I did watch it from time to time. I, I have one specific memory of watching it in my parents room dude at my old house so my old old house yeah on rolls yep yeah dude you know how much texas is is up in beavis and butthead mike judge oh yeah creator is texas the theme song for beavis and butthead is uh by uh zz top the instrumental uh this right here? Yep. I actually didn't know this was ZZ Dude. Top. It makes sense. ZZ Top, man. Dude, Beavis and Butthead, they are from Texas. Hell yeah, y'all. 
Yeah, there was that uh, that character, their neighbor with the camper. Yeah. It was pretty much just an older version of Hank Hill. Hank Hill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I loved Beavis and Butthead. And dude, Beavis and Butthead is fucking classic, dude. When I first, awesome. When I first got Netflix, about the time that my oldest son was born, um, I used to watch Beavis and Butthead on it all the time. Dude, and then they took it off. Did they... Oh, they'll bring it back. I bet you they bring it back. It was on there at one time, and they, uh, there was no music videos in it because of rights and. Oh, dude, like that's that. like one of the best parts of the show. But you know, it still had the uh, the comedy stuff. Yeah, where they like work at a uh, Burger World. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first episode was them uh, playing baseball with frogs. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, dude. It was like so demented because they were like they like these frogs were alive right and then uh they they would hit him with a baseball bat like and and the frogs would explode there'd be blood <laughs> everywhere and then they would kill them you would kill them yeah it was great well for those of you who don't know it was on mtv and that used to stand for music television <laughs> i don't know what it stands for now but it's it's still a channel technically but it is uh, yeah. It's it's on the uh, the air. Fallen from the glory days. Hell yeah, man! Beauty and Butthead. Yeah. One of my favorites was uh, oh dude. There was another episode where it was really tasteless. Um, they were like making fun of this kid's dad who got hit with a frisbee, and and, and the dad died, uh. and, and the son's like crying, and they're just like laughing at him. Was and, it Stewart? Uh, nah, Stewart's dad didn't die. It was some other loser. Stewart. He was always wearing um. Oh, uh, the T-shirt with the band Winger. Winger, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a friend, um, Jeremy, who I went over to his house all the time, and you know he had all the cool stuff. And his parents would let him watch movies that my parents would never dream of letting us watch. <laughs> and um, we rented Beavis and Butthead Do America. Dude, yes. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't remember laughing that hard. Oh, I, I got man. hiccups during the movie, like laughing my head off. Dude, yeah, you laughed your fucking ass off. Yeah, I used to. Dude, Andrew Savage and I, Andrew Savage from Parkway Courts, uh, he and I snuck in to uh, to that movie. I think we lied oh. about what we were going to see, and, and then we went and saw that. And it was fucking awesome, man. Uh, we saw it at the AMC that Grand. That awesome. That was a theater. I've got to get this stuff a little that, um, accessible just a second. That's okay. Adam is reaching for... Uh, the things that are going to be used in the rest of this okay. wonderful episode. Here we go, <coughs> dude. Yes, I'm, dude. I'm Dump out fucking the rest of these TV start. shows. Fucking we'll uh, we'll need these next week too. So, dude, great start, great start. Beavis and Bad, Texas, Mike Judge, also the writer of uh, the current show Silicon Valley, which is a fantastic comedy. Dude, I love pretty much everything I've ever seen from Mike Judge. Yeah. he did Office Space. Dude, yes, which, which was, was filmed awesome he- movie. Filmed here in DFW in Irving, which is actually you and my uh, original hometown, for sure. where we uh, grew up. And right. um, there are rumors going around that Shake I was born in Los one. Angeles. The, that's also true. I think if you uh, whatever you want to believe is fine, really about me. I think me. you might have started those rumors, uh, though. I actually didn't. I know who did, <laughs> uh, and I never corrected them. Some people think I'm from L.A. Some people think I'm from Texas. Right, Mike, what is this? Mike, well, wait, just, what am I picking? These are video games from video games. So why don't, have, why don't you go ahead and read that? I have chosen. What did I choose? Oh shit! Mortal Kombat Two. Oh, dude. Dude. 
finish him. The um finish him. The second one I think was really the beginning. That was good, Adam. That Thank was sounded you. great. Thank you. That was the be- I think that was the beginning of like what made that game brilliant. The first one was good, but I think the second one is really like where it came into its own. There was more blood, there was more like violence and everything that you think of when you think of Mortal Kombat like that I think all that started in the second one they really got creative with fatalities and uh <clears throat> the pit you know you had the pit uh there were I think two pits in the second one they had the oh yeah give us little background music to talk yeah, over the two pits there was one pit where it was just stone and you fell and your body basically exploded and then oh, there yeah. was the one with the swords that were poking out and your body would land on it and uh no. it was great man my favorite character is uh raiden oh yeah yeah uh, i think he's he the was best. like the most recognizable to me you know speaking of things i wasn't allowed to uh, partake of oh dude mortal Kombat. Yeah. i mean I don't know that we were told not to play Mortal Kombat, but we didn't. We didn't have it. We had Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah. We had the. Uh, we had some other fighting games, but yeah, nothing with too much blood. Actually, we did get one with a lot of blood once. I think kind of by mistake. Yeah. But it was called Primal Rage. You ever play that? Oh yeah. With um, the dinosaurs that would fight. No, you know what? I remember the name. I, n- I don't think I ever actually played it. Well, so so you it was like humans and dinosaurs. No, it was like it was dinosaurs and other like giant monsters, kind of like you know Godzilla, King Kong type of monsters. Dude, that's cool. And it was really bloody. The yeah. you know you know how like in all the fighting games, there's like a little bar up top with your health. Yeah, yeah. In Mortal Kombat, it was, or I mean, in Primal Rage, it was like an an artery. Connected oh, to like a pumping heart, oh. and the more damage you took, the more the heart would bleed and pump fast oh. until it exploded <laughs> when you died. <laughs> but like Dude, that was awesome. definitely influenced by Mortal yeah. Kombat. No, uh, I think like you know they set the standard for um, uh, violent fighting games. Yeah. I mean, you know, we think we talk about it now, and people. I think there was a concern of what it was going to do to the youth and how it was going to. Formulate, which is funny because you and I both played those, and neither one of us are violent people. Um, That's true. I mean, and yeah. it, you know, like even I think, yeah, sure. I mean, it expands on your imagination, but that doesn't really. I don't. I don't believe that that actually pushes you to take action. Your exposure to that. And, and, and it really, I think that's a yeah. dangerous sentiment. If you think that that's the case, then I think uh, you're in for a real shit yeah. show when it you get can, into the real world. It can because influence the world sucks, you, man. but it can't take away, you know, your your will to choose and your agency. Totally. Yeah, I, I, I never believed that. You know, when they talked about, like, Marilyn Manson in connection with the Columbine guys and stuff yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, those dudes were going to do what they were going to do, yeah, no matter exactly. what. Exactly. It had nothing to do with uh, Marilyn Manson. Did Marilyn Manson never even like he ne- there was, he was never even blatant about like killing people or anything. Right. And even the song "Get Your Gun," which is what people thought, "Get Your Gun." Gun, gun was the last name of like some senator or something or some politician, I think. That like 
I don't know. I think that, yeah, the story was actually about a person. It had nothing to do with a weapon. Uh, I, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. But even then, it's like, dude. No, man. Uh, yeah. Well, with Mortal Kombat, I never played it as a kid. But uh, my for Christmas last year, I received this uh, like classic Sega Genesis. You know, like the Nintendo stuff that is out where it's got a bunch of games loaded onto it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's got Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, so. Totally. We should we should play it after oh, this Oh, hell yeah. No, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing that. Maybe, uh, maybe in the future episodes or in future features, we might let the audience have a Ooh. look at us actually playing and revisiting these video games once we figure out we how figure out the Twitch, hell to do Twitch that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's anybody that hears this and can please give us some insight on how to uh, properly record uh, gameplay on classic consoles, whether we need to use emulators or whether we need to buy certain types of hardware, obviously the cheapest option available. We are reaching out to you folks, ladies and gentlemen. That is an, something that we might want to do. Um, of course, we will choose the games. Uh, yeah. So help us out. If you have any ideas, uh, let us know how the hell to do that shit. Because yeah. I'm having we, a hard we time figuring that shit out. look that stuff up. Yeah. I haven't really put in much time investigating it. I, kn- I know I need to. But if we can get just like a straight answer and some direction, that would be great. Um, All right. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 2. Of course, I, I am most familiar with the Super Nintendo versions. That was the uh, console that, that I first had. And um, I think... Yeah, Mortal Kombat was a game I had to... I, at first, I had to borrow it from people, you know, and play it in secret um, cause, because of the violence. And there was always the, you know, the kids at school that knew all the special moves and the fatalities. Oh, and yeah. They'd, like, write it down on a piece of paper. It's one of those games where there was always other kids that would just destroy you. I also remember I had a um, subscription to a magazine called Nintendo Power. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, yes. And, and it would come with, like, classified... There was an... Uh, um, sections in there called classified information and it had like secret codes to just like different games that shit was like gold i mean it was it was the be- one of the best parts of uh of the magazine and i remember you know you mentioned having it on super nintendo mm-hmm. um i always heard that the sega versions were were better because you could turn on <coughs> the a- additional blood and gore I heard that too. Their yeah. Gore yeah. On it. They um well, you know, Sega had to compete with uh Nintendo, oh, which yeah, was yeah. uh Nintendo I, I think didn't have stuff like that. And I think it's because they, they felt like they didn't need to. They yeah. were just they were just they were gonna sell regular games and, and they like, were gonna make more money. Like in the when end. Apple doesn't want swearing on their original content that they're about to do on their T V streaming service or whatever. Oh, really? Well, no one's going to buy that shit. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. Apple? All right. Why? Dude, Netflix has won this battle. Are I mean, ready to they ch- have won. Are you ready to choose a movie? Yes. Okay. 1993 film. 1993 film. I am putting my hand in the sorting bin. I'm putting it, putting it. And I have chosen. Oh, my goodness. What have I chosen? Right, ladies and gentlemen, of all the... M- Dude, are you serious? Ladies and gentlemen... I am fucking pleased and proud to present to you the discussion on 1990-what of my personal all-time favorite fucking movie, Jurassic Park. A moment of silence 
for the greatest theme in the history of cinema. Dr. Grant, my, my dear, dear Dr. Sadler, <laughs> welcome to Jurassic Park. He did it. Fantastic. You crazy son of a bitch, he did it. <laughs> How fast are they? Oh my gosh. Well, we took the T-Rex at 32 miles an hour. Jurassic Park is absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time. My all-time favorite. I, absolutely. I, 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 I might be able to say number one, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't like spend a lot of time thinking about it. But yeah, it's definitely top five. When this movie came back out in theaters in the 3D version. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. at this moment here... Upon seeing the dinosaurs, the Brachiosaurus, for the first time in theaters, I, I won't lie, I wept. I sat and I wept. And I could feel the power. Did and you I, see it in theaters when it was originally in theaters? No. No? I remember, and here, this is another one, this is another one that I think my parents wanted to keep me from as a child. Oh, and, really? And it, and it, oh, and it, yeah. it like, and here is the, uh, here, um, for some reason, we just got a ding. The um, the I never got to see it in theaters. I remember passing by it when I was at a movie theater when it was going on, and hearing the, the like the thunderous sounds coming from the theater, and envisioning, just wondering what was what what it was. I mean, that this was such this was such a monumental event in, in cinema. I mean, it broke it broke all the records. I mean the the opening week, the amount of money it made. I think it was like nine hundred million. Uh, I think over a billion dollars worldwide was at the time was the record. It 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 it, it, it was it was at the peak. It and was, this, and this this movie it was getting so much critical acclaim for for the. Uh, I mean the God, effects and the, the effects the dinosaurs and 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 there was even something that went out this. Uh, uh, like uh, some sort of news was like Steven Spielberg won't even let his little children see it. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. there was this, 
idea of what it was. That was probably a marketing thing. <clears throat> it might have been. Like, oh, you got to come see this because yeah. it's intense. Yeah, dude, I was about to turn nine years old. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited for this movie. And I definitely saw it in theaters then. And I saw it when they did the re-release. I envy you so much that 3D. you saw this movie originally in 93 oh, in theaters. Oh, multiple times, too, because um, we went on a vacation to Florida, I think, and we saw it there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was I was way excited for it. I, got, I was just telling my, my kids tonight, because um, my five-year-old asked for a... Uh, He's always asking for coloring pages. Yeah. We print them on the computer, you know, go to Google Images and yeah. search for whatever you, he wants and uh, print it out for him so he can color. He, he loves coloring. Mm-hmm. And so tonight he wanted a T-Rex coloring page. And he was asking me what color a T-Rex is. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, nobody knows because nobody's ever seen a dinosaur skin, but it can be whatever you want. He's like, oh, I thought all dinosaurs were just green. I was like, no, and I started telling him about this uh, this red stuffed T Rex I had mm-hmm. that they had in the in the gift shop in the movie. You had that T Rex? Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can yeah. see it. Oh, I loved it. It was it was awesome. I mean, my brother later had like a uh, a T Rex from the movie, oh, and it was yeah. like really cool looking. But that's amazing. I, I could watch this movie right now. Yeah, like, dude, let's turn off the podcast and then. <laughs> Play more combat Put it in Jurassic Park Dude, dude no man This here, And here's the thing When I When I um, I, I Like I said I wasn't able to see it in theaters But I remember A very stormy day At an Albertsons And I walked in there And my mother was going to do Her weekly grocery shopping And I passed by the display I had I didn't know But it had just come out On VHS uh. They had this amazing display of it And I looked at it And I almost like Was broken hearted Because I anticipated that the answer to my next question would be, I looked at my mom, she saw it in my eyes, and she said, okay, okay, we oh. can get it. And as soon as my hand reached out to grab <laughs> what is the greatest movie of all time, a, a, an extremely loud crash of thunder and lightning, and the power went out <laughs> oh, man. at Albertsons. Seriously? Yeah, as soon, well, dude, as soon as I grabbed it. Was that the Albertsons uh, on 183 in O'Connor? Yep, that was oh, it. dude. That I, was the one. We got a bunch of movies there on VHS, like Home Alone. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I bought it, and I watched it at home. And it was so cool because a lot of the time in the movie, it's raining. And there's, oh, like yeah. a, there's that hurricane. Yes, and yes. <clears throat> dude, I used to love to put this on on a stormy day. Dude, yeah. And dude. then later when Twister came out, oh. that was the one, you know. But still when it's like rainy and stormy yeah. out, I, I get a hankering for this movie. Yeah. Because of that big storm and and Newman dies at the <laughs> Newman. jaws of the... Velociraptor. <laughs> Dude, I just like the, for the past few weeks, I just started really watching uh, Seinfeld. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, I fucking love it. It, it is, it is. It's the very show. Oh, 90s. dude, here it is. This, this is the part. Oh, and shoot! Boom. This is when. Yep. This is uh, the uh, gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Shoot! <laughs> yeah, just, he gets he, he started get, <laughs> gets the, and he, the funny thing was like, why didn't anyone go to the opening and take a direct shot <laughs> at the raptor? It was like, dude, don't shoot it through the cage. Go, I mean, it's occupied trying to eat this guy. So yeah. go up to it and blast it in the side. Oh, There's man. there was like twenty of them. 
Like, what were they doing? Dude, it was scary. Dude, yeah. But it was like... So much love for this movie. This is my favorite movie of all time, dude. I the, mean, this is the greatest film. Did you ever play a Jurassic Park video game? On Super Nintendo, yeah. It's extremely difficult. I think the I've Sega Genesis version is very different. Really? Yeah. Um, sometimes, like, licensed pro- um, properties would do video games, and they'd want to be on both systems, but different people would make the games. Yeah. And in the Sega Genesis version, you could be Dr. Grant or a Velociraptor. Whoa. And... Um, you played through the game, and oh, the music in Jurassic Park, as we've been listening to, yeah, the John Williams score is amazing. The music in the Jurassic Park Sega game was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad, dude. Bum 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 bum. Yeah, we used to make fun of it. And yeah, um, you now the Super Nintendo version, you you play as Doctor Grant, and you're. You're basically going through the park, like collecting keys and collecting, um, like all kinds of stuff. And what was it kind of like? Uh, I mean, did you have? Was it an action game? Because like, kind of. It was like the way it was put. It was like the camera was like in the sky, and you're looking straight down at, at your character. Oh, like a Zelda kind of thing. Yeah, just oh, like Ze- yeah, oh. like a link to the past. Okay, and, uh, so like yeah. The uh, the Sega Genesis version was like an action game, like you know, you, you got to run through. and jump yeah. and go up platforms and elevators and mm-hmm. throw gas bombs at the dinosaurs to mm-hmm. stun them so you could get past them. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was it was cool. And then like you could go into buildings and it and then it would become like the way uh, Goldeneye was. It was like like a first person shooter. Oh yeah, yeah. So it would switch to that, and then you got all these guns, and sometimes like when you're in when you're indoors, it's easier to kill like the raptors, Um, and it but it's creepy because if they're far away from you, they're just like staring right at you. They're like down the hall. They're like you can see them, and they're looking right at you. That's awesome. And if you get close enough, they'll start lunging at you. But a spitter, if you see a spitter, like they'll they'll be staring at you too, and then all of a sudden. The, f- the flaps will come out and, and this like purple goop hit will, the like, screen f- yeah it'll like fly at you yes. so a spitter is actually like even you, worse than a even worse raptor. because they're gonna spit at you and you and you have to run from that while then also getting like your sights and taking aim at the atom and then like you could shoot but then spitter could like move to the right so the Dude. raptor was like it was easy you just you look at him and then you just shoot him and you wait for the bullets to hit him and then they fall over and die so, I bet like, that was hard, man. And then there there were a few points where like T Rex would come out of nowhere. And when he came out of nowhere, it was like, no, you're dead. There's no getting <laughs> or like a triceratops would run at you. That was another one. Like that that was no, it's impossible. Yeah. If it um Dude, I'll have to check out an emulator of that game. It sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Oh. Oh, this sounds is like part. we're going to the island. Going to the island. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we could talk about Jurassic Park all night. Oh, my gosh. We've got some music to play. Dude, incredible movie. I think it's funny. out three great things to talk about. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Yeah. All right. Dude, this is so so much fun. We're doing a 40-song chart this week. Nice. And um, so we will pull out more things for 1993 next week, another TV show, video game, and movie. Nice. So stay tuned for that.
But tonight, we are on the mainstream pop chart, the top 40 hits from November 27th, 1993. I am honestly incredibly interested in this chart. I'm extremely excited. What is up? What is it? We're going to start with Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Wow. All for Love from the Three Musketeers movie. The, the one with Chevy Chase? No. Oh, the one, oh, the one That's with... That's the Three uh, Amigos. <laughs> the Three Amigos, dude. <laughs> um, this right, had dude. Kiefer Sutherland and oh. Chris O'Donnell. I don't know who the... The other two amigos were, or the <laughs> musketeers were. Wait, wait. You'll know it when it hits the chorus. Dude, you know what? I like Brian Adams. I like him. I know you do. I think the song Heaven is a fucking incredible song. Rod Stewart. You hear Rod uh, there. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Rod Stewart. Let's make it Ooh. I like those harmonies there. That was nice. Have you never heard this? No, I've fucking never heard this. But, you know, I always love a good ballad. So, I, I mean, I'm immediately not bothered by it. You know the Three Musketeers. Yeah, that's kind of, that, that's really cheesy. One I don't know if all. I like that. That's that's a little gay. And we had three singers: Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. You know, dude, I don't like it anymore. It's kind oh, of stupid. On. No, <laughs> it's just too. No, that's stupid. But that chorus, though, the cor- is dude. so anthemic and. Yeah, but the, just the lyricism of it is just stupid. Two on the nose? Yeah. Like, no, you're too, right. That's too exactly right. Too yes. obvious, too Absolutely. easy. Absolutely. All right. Is it, is, are they saying all for love? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Same. Wait, see, because they're saying all for one and then all for love. Yeah, if it was just, if the lyrics instead were, because when it's all for love and all for something else. If they completely stayed away from like all for one, one for all, if they stayed away from that, it would be better. But the fact that they like saying that a little bit is totally stupid. Well, it's gay. I don't think they care what you say. I think this shit sucks. I don't want to get anymore. Because spent 20 weeks on the chart, went to number one. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn. So it started at number 40. This was its first week on the chart. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know if we've ever discussed a song that was fo- like number 40 and then made it all the way to number one. That's, that's yeah, pretty I don't know if we have either, but this cool. one... Yeah, I guess and I guess that's is, cool, but you know, it did kind of suck. You know, it's a pretty big deal to be the pop top forty number one. You know. Yeah, no, that's probably the biggest chart, or at least the the one that's probably getting the most airplay. I don't know. Fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that is true. Your pop station, it's got a got a lot of listeners, and uh, there's a lot of pop stations. So, have you ever heard of Tony Tony Tony? I know that name. 
This is If I Had No Loot. From the album Sons of Soul. Yeah, I don't know this. You know, three dudes named Tony. And they they all spell it differently. One's with a Y, one's with an I, and one's with an E with an accent on it. record scratch going on yeah this sounds like the early 90s new jack swing yeah um cool i'm you know not really into it yeah me either it's not yeah i don't like it It sucks maybe we'll, we'll we'll play them again a little later on and we'll see if we like that one better that's Tony, Tony, Tony at number 39. That spent 23 weeks on this chart. Went up to number five. Yeah, all right. right. Now we have Gabrielle with Dreams. Sounds like the exact same producer. Oh, I wonder if it is. That'd be really interesting. Okay. Uh, is this the whole thing? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Come on, Gabby, what you got? Sounds Dude, like a video nothing game. Nothing going on. Yeah. I'm going to advance it here. Oh. This sounds like what would be happening in a montage, in a in some sort of '90s movie, like like a, like a shitty like when the Mighty Ducks were shit, and then they then they get to go and buy all that new equipment, like a montage of them just kind of fucking around in the store buying nice clothes because they know like they're still a shitty team, but at least they look good. And you like have something on that you can have a lot of dialogue over. Yeah. You know, still hear the jokes the kids are making. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really paying attention to the boring music in the background. Yeah, this would be yeah, this would be a, a song for that. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that at all. Uh, that was. Mm. It was very nothing. Yeah, I didn't like it. This is a John Mellencamp with Human Wheels. Little Johnny Cougar Mellencamp. Still, still, uh, still doing it. Still doing it. John Mellencamp is such so regular. You know, there was that joke in The Office where what's his face, Kevin Malone. Oh yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. Making a bet, about like, the, if John Cougar yeah, Mellencamp right. ever wins a Grammy, I'm gonna be a really rich man. No, no. If it was, wins an Oscar, wins an Oscar. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm pretty sure he's won Grammys. I haven't looked. Really? I don't oh. think so. I'd be surprised if he did. His music is very regular and not that cool. I mean, he had some great stuff early on. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure this is after Kenny Aronoff left his band. I, I don't know that for sure. 
Um, but like they they had some just awesome radio hits. Yeah, I mean Pink Houses. Pink Houses, yeah, that's a good song. Others, the Authority song. <laughs> I fought Authority. Authority always wins. <laughs> yeah, it's just normal. He's just like a. He's like a cheap version of Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, def- definitely true. This is like a like if you can't afford to go see Bruce, the boss, then go see his employee, John Cougar Mellencamp. Dude, we just listened to the chorus and it was hardly even noticeable though. Yeah, so, no. So yeah. You go ahead and uh. Yeah, no. This, this mm, I'm it, a little bit lacklustered so far by everything. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting pretty I've, fucking angry. I've never been super impressed with John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, but he's definitely had some, some great songs, some great radio hits, but that was not one of them. Yeah. Oh, I should say that spent six weeks on the chart peaking at number 28. Oh, you know what? We missed one because it's not on my playlist. I've got to go to YouTube real quick. We'll do it after this song. This is a uh, number 35, Baby I'm Yours by Shy. Very smooth R&B. Yeah. You could play this at a high school dance. I don't like how those vocals are produced. Like they're like way in the back and there's like too many of them. I mean, it's pretty groovy. It's... I don't know. It's just lame, dude. It's just kind of lame. Sounds so not real. Like, sounds, oh, it, it's really processed and synthesized and fake. And, I don't know. Just that early '90s R&B is not what I like to hear. You know, I I think that the like in the mid '90s and late '90s, there's a lot of R&B that I totally love. But yeah, no, like this this style of it, I was not really into. I don't know. There's just nothing like catchy. There's no, there's no stability. I mean, I I don't know if this is just a bit before like Boys to Men. And Maybe it was. Boys to Men were great. They had, they had some like, really great stuff. It, this wants to be that, you know, like yeah, but it's not as good. So that was a. Uh, Shy with Baby I'm Yours, 12 weeks on the chart, peaking at number 23 at 35. The one we missed is number 37. And this is a Dino or Dino with Ooh Child. Probably Dino, right? D I N O. Maybe? Yeah. a cover dude yeah I don't like it uh, this this chart is not really diverse 
It's all the same. Um, it, it will get more diverse. Especially next week. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But, uh, yeah, there's a... Hopefully somebody listening really likes this and seeks Yeah, no, it. you know, I, if there's someone out there that likes this, that's cool. I, I fucking don't. I'm, I'm, this shit sucks. I'm not having a good time. But so the original you know, of is. that is by the Five Stair Steps. And um, this is a cover by Dino. He's he's a white guy. I, I, I had to pull this up on YouTube, like I said. And he's dancing around in the desert on a red chair for some reason. On but a red chair in the middle of the desert. Yeah, that was uh, cool. that was Dino. All right, thanks, Dino. Okay, all right. I all right, didn't all like right, it. All right. This is gonna make us feel a little better, I think. This is number thirty-four. The Gin Blossoms oh, wow. with Hey Jealousy. Yeah. From their album New Miserable Experience. We are man, great songs, great songs. Now this, this is the kind of stuff of everything so far. This is the yeah. most likely to show up on my iPod or whatever. Yeah, man. Gin Blossom. Good stuff. 19 weeks. Peaked at number 20. Solid hook. Yeah. That's a great chorus, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Give me some guitar. This is by far the most upbeat song so far. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Jealousy by the Jim Blossoms. You know, it's always it's always been around. Um, awesome. I remember hearing that song forever ago. It feels like I've always yeah. I've always liked it. I've never. They're a feel good group. You know, a lot of their songs yeah. feel good. I've never like sought them out to listen to a lot of their music, but yeah, no, it's true. They're you know the middle of the road kind of. You know. Oh my oh. god. We played this on our first episode. Are you serious? Yeah, we were doing the alternative chart. This was on that chart too? July 1993. Oh, and uh, 
still on the pop chart. November. Hmm. Is this UB40? Yeah. 26 weeks on this chart. Peaked at number one for five weeks. The biggest hit on this chart so far. This, I don't know. I mean, I got to be honest. I don't hate it. But I don't know. I wonder what I said about it our first week. I think you had good memories about it. Yeah. I think, because, yeah, because I do. I like the uh, the trumpet fanfare that happens much later in the song. I think I also mentioned that, episode one. This is so cheesy. (laughs) All right. That is UB40. Can't help falling in love with you at 33. Dang. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They had success with that kind of pop reggae stuff that they were doing yeah what's what's the other song by them red red wine <laughs> that's right yeah this is SWV they're a girl group this is right here human nature yeah don't don't recognize it So, like, why don't I like this, but I like the Spice Girls? That's what I'm thinking of right now. It's like, because I remember when we played Spice Girls weeks ago, I was, like, totally happy to hear that. But this, like, what is it about this that I don't like? I don't know. There's nothing fun about it. Like, there was this about that sucks. Spice Girls yeah. song. Like, there's, like, I just don't hear a hook. I don't hear anything. I mean, maybe, also maybe familiarity and nostalgia, and you know your memories of it. But like, also, this is just so <sighs> homogenized. And sa- it sounds like a couple of the other songs we played so far tonight that just you know are, are not doing it for us. SWV. I don't know what that stands for. Yeah, I don't like it. This is from their album. It's about time, and I think it's about time to fade it down. Yeah, no. 18 weeks on the chart. Peaked at number four. That was number 32, and I'm ready to say goodbye to it. That just sucked. Fuck that noise. Ugh. All right, this this might be a little better. This is a song written by Bruce Springsteen and Patti Smith. Ah. 
It's a cover okay. by the 10,000 Maniacs. It's called Because the Night from MTV Unplugged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a patty. Yeah. Take me now, baby, as I am. Yeah, this is a great song. Dude, I like this. I like this a lot. Desire is hunger, is the fire I breathe. Love is a banquet on which we feed. Dude, yeah, I like this a lot. I always liked this. It's so haunting. It is. I was about to say. You know, it's got this atmosphere to it. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's autumn. And I'm walking. I'm being followed. I, I can't figure out why. I can't figure out the intention of my stalker. I try and find reflections to see who it is that follows me in the night. And they're getting closer. And closer. I mean, it's... You can hear the Bruce Springsteen um, influence, or... Uh, I mean, I mean, he wrote this song with Patti Smith. Yeah, that chorus is awesome. Yeah. 26 weeks on this chart. It peaked at number seven. The MTV unplugged version. Gotta have a good cover if you're doing MTV unplugged. Yeah, you gotta. I've always Most people's loved covers the, do really well, too. Even Nirvana, like, you know, Nirvana did it. Yeah, I love their cover of Man Who Sold the World. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like one of my favorite songs to listen to. Period. I guess we'll listen to this chorus here. Why not? Why not, dude? The next song is quite excellent, though. Alright, thank you. 10,000 Maniacs. That was awesome. Because the Night at number 31. Now we have at number 30 a band we have played in the past, but not for quite a while. This is The Cranberries. Yes. Linger. Oh my God, yes. Dude, oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. I, I love the, this intro and then how it like fades into the change. The tide of the song coming in. So beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. It really is. It's so just pretty. Yeah. And then these gorgeous strings. Listen to that. Yeah, that was 
That was a great idea to put those strings on this. Oh man, there's that yearning. The yearn. Such you a know, unique vocalist. Absolutely, man. The, 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 the real passion about about these kinds of songs, these ballads, you know, if, if you're a human being and you and you if you you find yourself in love or you find yourself, to, you know, with, with, with a with a gracious desire in your heart, um, it's such a wonderful thing. People talk about, you know, they, they talk about poetry. Uh, uh, people, you know, all bullshit feelings. Here, here we are. Here, I'm, I'm probably gonna rant about feelings again. Damn it. Um, Go for it, man. It's just, you're just like, I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having, I'm having a hard time expressing it into words. But I, I envision, I envision someone driving. You know, and, and, you, and you see, you see the night lights and their eyes passing. You know, what are they thinking about? Who do they want? Who would they rather be with? You know, who, who, who do they want to share things with? Because. You know, when things happen to us in our lives, we, we keep them to ourselves. But the real magic is is when you know that there's someone that you want to share it with. There's things you want to tell them about your day. You know, these days, it, it, it's the thought of wanting to text someone. Just share shit with. It's a, it's a wonderful feeling. It's almost like a bittersweet feeling. Uh, because if you don't have it in your life, you feel a little bit tragic. But at the same time, there's just that joy of the want. Uh, some people call it the joy of the hunt, uh, but it's, I don't really believe that it's a hunt. I think that it's just a desire to give the goodness of yourself to another person, and uh, and, and 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 to receive that in return. So it, 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 it's 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 just yeah, and 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 that's very apparent in the winter time. People bundle down, they cuddle up, and they yeah. keep warm. And uh, th- this song. Reminds me of those feelings. Um, well, that's just absolutely beautiful, Mike. It was a little gay, but... Oh, I didn't want to say that. Well, you know, and I had trouble really being... Uh, communicating it well, I think. No, but I, like I, I said, it'll come across. They're, they're, it's a vision in my mind. The words aren't doing it justice. It's just what that song made you feel, you know? <laughs> it'll make you feel things. It just made me feel... Dude, uh, I remember this. Yeah. This sounds like 1993 to me. Tony Braxton, Breathe Again. Number 29. Okay. 
Alright, this is about as good a time as ever to bring this up. But my mom used to work um, home health mm-hmm. as a nurse. Yeah. She would drive all over the Dallas Metroplex, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if we were ever riding around in the car with her, we would we would hear the station KVIL 103.7 and um, Light Rock. Yeah, you know that was that was what they were pushing. Yeah, from yeah. KVIL. And I think one of the main reasons my mom liked that station, they did this uh, every work day. You know, Monday through Friday, they did the, the ten thousand dollar, thousand dollar song of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 7.20 a.m. If yeah. you were listening to the radio, they'd play a clip of the song. And then yeah. you had to listen throughout the day. And when they played it, you had to call in. And she, you know, she for her job as a home health nurse, she had a, a cell phone. And, you know, mm-hmm. early 90s, very few people had totally. cell phones. Yeah. Um, she would try and call in and win the song of the day all the time. But, you know, never never did, of course. She never did. It's probably fake, you know. Yeah, she was <laughs> fake as hell. <laughs> But um, yeah, she would she would drive around, listen to KVIL, and songs like this would come on, and uh, one or two others that are that are on this list. Maybe not tonight, but this is one I definitely remember from those times. Yeah, it takes me back to that early '90s light rock, dude. Oh man, the chorus on this. So of all the R&B songs we've had so far, this one this is great. Is man. by far the winner. Right here. Oh, that yeah. part. Yes. 25 weeks on this chart. This went all the way to number 2. Yeah. Thank you Tony Braxton. That was like a flash. That was great. That was like man. a time yeah. machine. Oh, man, that was good. Thanks, Tony. Okay, Tony Jackson to Janet Jackson. Oh. This is If by Janet. Number 28. 26 weeks on this chart. Peaked at number two. I was hoping she would start singing right after I said that. <laughs> that would have been good. We, we can edit it. Janet, the sister of Michael. Oh, is, is that who she is? <laughs> I just remember her from the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this sounds more modern, you know? It does. Like, I don't know. I feel like this could be on the radio today. Dude, Janet Jackson put out another song like a couple years ago called uh, We Ain't Gonna Get No Sleep or something, and I thought it was great. It was like really smooth and... It was. Gr- I thought it was a great song. I still think it's a great song. I like Janet Jackson. She's got like an energy about her. 
Probably because she's related to Michael, who had limitless energy. Yeah, yeah, Michael and uh, Tito. Oh, yes, of course, Tito. Yeah, forgot about him. Jermaine. It would have been funnier if I said... Yeah, it's probably because she was related to Tito. Like, if I didn't mention Michael, <laughs> that would have made the joke. I mean, or I, I didn't mean to make a joke, but it would have made it a joke. You know, how comedy works. Yeah, because Tito's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> See, dude, you got it. Adam's got it. He's got it. I didn't get it. You know, if nothing else... This sounds like heavier than the other R&B. Yeah, for stuff. sure. Like, this is like... Heavier like, and more modern. Like, yeah, there's like some aggression. More... More more timeless, more enduring. Yeah, no, you're Just, right. I, I agree with if you. If nothing else, it shows what Janet Jackson can do. And... Though I don't think... Like I'd be able to remember anything about how this sounded, other than like the beat. Yeah. After it ended, like I, I won't be able to remember the the vocal melody or anything. No. But no, she it, she's it had shows other songs what she that can do as better. an artist. Yeah. Like, and that she's thinking, you know. I just like all the noise. Next level thinking. Like, you know the different types of noises that you're hearing in this. Oh yeah. Yeah, almost like something. I don't know. I want to say something like. Dude, I was just thinking, I was literally just thinking that, like, yes. Like, almost like she borrowed samples from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Which, if you think about it, like, Nine Inch Nails is very rhythmic. Industrial, industrial has just so much blatant rhythm. It definitely could, could mix. So that was pretty cool. I mean, not like... Not it, not super memorable, but not like, really. But you know, it sounded yeah. good when we were listening to it. So. Yeah, no, I didn't hate that. That was, pretty that cool. was Janet Jackson. Thanks, Janet. If at number twenty-eight, this is number twenty-seven. Escape with just kicking it. Yeah. So this is immediately like dated. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like I don't know. It's like some baby making music. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> now this is uh, pretty sexy. So, ooh. Which like so was the the Tony Braxton? Tony Braxton, yes, you're right. But it was it's. I don't know. That was more like tender and sweet. Yeah. This is like you know. That was polite. <laughs> this is. What what, what what what? This is risk taking. What would you call this? Like I would call this. Like going home and looking at your significant other and like if I was a proper British man, but uh, a woman, I would like to have some sex <laughs> and uh, you know. We would engage. Uh, it's good to have a soundtrack for lovemaking. This, this, this would be a part of that. Mm. There'd be no whining or dining. Yeah, see, now that's the thing. Like Tony Braxton, there's, there's, there's the getting ready, the putting on the makeup, the oh hey, hello, all of the, you know, the, the uh, uh, pleasantries. There's no pleasantries here. Light some candles and yeah, the, the, that's the, no, no, no. 
Like this is the kind of thing where like maybe you're frustrated with each other, but you're not <laughs> you're not even really gonna like try and and fix the the frustration of the argument. You're just gonna go right to um, the uh, the effing. <laughs> and then and, and then and then and that's the thing. Through that there is resolution. Uh, there's resolution. So, but it's it's a little bit impolite. Uh, Nothing about it is uh, blatantly uh, harmonious, mm-hmm. which it becomes harmonious, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm beating around the bush. This is a good song for fucking. <laughs> Tony Braxton's love making, but this is not that. All right, twelve weeks on the chart, peaked at number twenty-three. That was just kicking it from Escape at number Thanks, twenty-seven. Escape. That was that was uh, what some people need. There are couples out there, and they need it. Oh, here's a guy. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really recognize it. She waits for me at night. Any guesses? I have no idea. This is one New Yorker. I believe this was his last album. So he uh, still performs today. He doesn't write songs anymore. I, I have no idea. Who this is, is Mr. Billy Joel. Oh, really? Yeah, this is all about soul. Billy Joel. Twelve weeks on the chart, peaked at number seventeen. Next week we'll play uh, another song off this album that I remember a lot better and like a lot more. Yeah, I don't like this at all. Yeah, this is a this sucks, Billy. This is a this is a shitty song. Sucks. This from his nineteen ninety three album, River of Dreams. River of Dreams. River of shit. And uh, the title track of that is a. Uh, it's the song that I was talking about. We'll play that one next week. Oh, okay. So there's a little oh, teaser. Okay. Well, we'll see see if that one isn't a dog shit disaster. Oh, it's not. It's good. Oh, okay. Well, here is Culture Beat with Mr. Vane at oh. number twenty five. Holy shit! Yeah. No. This. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dated. Holy shit. Dude. Yeah, I, I think anybody could have called Dude, you, that. You could have, you could have made this on a Casio. I, I remember this. You do? Yeah, I do. There, there were a lot of like songs that sounded just like this. Oh, 
You never heard that? This, 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 this hook right here? I'm sure I heard it, but I don't remember it, you know? It's, I don't know. I don't know why, but I don't hate it. Maybe it's because I've heard it before. <laughs> it's so stupid, though. <laughs> I'm turning that up. Okay. I know exactly what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the rap at the end of the Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, yeah. Over the end credits. Yeah, the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T-U-R-T-L-E power. You know? Kind of faster remember, version but... of that. Like, yeah. what? I'm going to have to go check that out. Because I remember that. I remember those movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, all three of them. Like, I really liked all three. Well, those. I liked them a lot at the time. But um, the uh, the second and third one do not hold up. I, I, yeah, I doubt they do. The first one, last time I watched it, last few times I watched it, I thought held up really well. Yeah. And like I have good Well, it was, it was pretty adult. I mean, that. they were like, you know, going through some real shit. Oh, yeah. Casey Jones and... Um, April's... April, like she loses her job. And yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, the, it was not the cartoon. Splinter gets kidnapped yeah. by Shredder and his and I think, soldiers um, and... What's his name? The guy that wasn't Shredder, the like second in command. He's uh, Tatsu or Tatsu, something. Yeah, yeah, like he he beats the shit out of that like foot soldier, and it ended up being a woman. I think he killed her, or at least well, he like. I don't, I don't remember that part. Yeah, like he, he like he he loses his temper, and he starts like fighting one of them, and like he's just like kicking the shit out of them, and they're like, no, yeah, Tatsu, I remember stop. that. But and I they take the mask off, dying. and it's it's a woman. Like he beat the oh, shit out of her. Is this Tony Tony Tony? This is Tony Tony Tony. Good call. Oh, I saw the cover and I recognized it. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. This is Anniversary from Sons of Soul. At number twenty-four. Eight Dude, weeks I immediately on the don't like it. Peaked at number twenty. Really cheesy. This is stupid <laughs> as hell, dude. Like, hey, you know, you know what's an untapped market? People's anniversaries. <laughs> There's like no songs about anniversaries. This shit sucks, dude. <laughs> all right, thanks, Tony. 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 Get rid of them. We'll all three of you, you sons time. of bitches. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is a uh, well. I don't know. This is Tevin Campbell with Can We Talk. Tevin Campbell had a great. Two great songs in a Goofy movie soundtrack. Oh. Eye to Eye and Stand Out. They were great. The Goofy movie soundtrack. That was big. Huge. Remember Goof Troop? Yeah. Just such a great show. Goof Troop. I have I have more memories of the show than of the movie. Yeah. Because I used to watch that like after school and stuff. And I do remember seeing the movie, but I don't remember it much about it at all except for the they, some of the songs yeah the uh the artist 
was called Powerline. Yeah, yeah. And um, the the son like wanted yeah, to go crazy hair. Yeah, he looked like Prince. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this as good as the Goof Troop songs or the Goofy no, Troop songs? No, no, this shit is boring. Spent 18 weeks on the chart, peaked at number 14. This is lame. Feels like we're coming up on a chorus. I'm not into it. Yeah, Tevin Campbell. No, get out of here, Tevin. Come back. Uh, when can we talk about how that should have been a better song? Yeah, Tevin. Seriously, Tevin. It's fucking lame. Okay, well, actually, now we have another song that we played on our very first episode. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum with Runaway Train. We played this, so I was just about to go see Soul Asylum. Oh, yeah. In Irving with Collective Soul, which I have since done. It was on my birthday. Nice. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Collective Soul played a very, or I mean, sorry, Soul Asylum played a very short set, seven songs, and... Uh, but they, they played Runaway Train, which is what I really wanted to hear, and it was great. 26 weeks on this top 40 chart, peaking at number two. Probably uh, behind the strength of a very popular music video. Do you remember the video for this? Um, I don't. But I, I mean, I remember that it was like huge. Yeah, the the video had um, pictures of missing kids. Really. And how long they'd been missing for, and where they were last seen, and stuff like that. And it actually helped some of those kids get found. Wow. It was huge on MTV, you know. And every country they played it in had kids from that country, you know. So. Wow. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, yeah I don't remember that. You know, that's I've cool. Always loved this song. I think I said last time that this was the first song I ever played on stage. Um, my dad, we were at a, a church talent show. We, we played this song. And uh, Who Will Stop the Rain by Credence. Two song set. You know, we, nice. we, we were a pretty big hit. But, wow. You know, that's cool, man. We broke up soon later. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was probably your dad's fault. He wanted all this creative control, and I just wasn't ready to give it up. You know? Oh, man. You can't give it up. No, Fuck that's me. a joke. I'm, I, my dad and I, we, we love to play music together. We, we haven't performed together since. Damn. Damn. Oh, shit. What the fuck? 
God damn. I love this song, dude. At number 21, this is our last song for tonight. This is a good, this is a good, this is a good ender right here. I thought this was a really strong song to end on. This is Aerosmith with Crying. In the harmonies, dude. Joe Perry. Yeah, Joe. This is one of the trilogy of Alicia Silverstone videos. Yeah. Made her a star. might be the best chorus we played all night. Hell yeah, dude. This shit is awesome. Man, for Aerosmith to come out in the 70s as these, you know, rockers that all the rock guys just loved. Great albums, Toys in the Attic. Oh, dude, Toys in the Attic is an amazing record. Great songs, like Dream On. Yeah. And then to, to be able to do this kind of stuff in the 90s that just, like, caught a whole new generation. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was like great songs. Uh, Wayne's World really helped them out. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, man, those guys have retained rock star status for a fucking long time. They're, they're like the American Rolling Stones. Oh yeah, yeah. The bad boys from Boston. Oh yeah. Dude, I don't remember though. Was was Liv Tyler in this video or was she in Crazy? I think she was in this one because then they're both like taking their clothes off and dancing. I heard that when she was put in that video, she didn't, or Steven Tyler didn't even know she was his daughter or something like that. I don't know. There's some weird story there, but I don't really know it. Wow. Liv Tyler is, like, really pretty. Oh, yeah. She was an elf. That's a right. A she-elf. She was a beautiful <laughs> elf. That's in Lord of the Rings for those who didn't know what I was talking about. Seriously. Dude, Seriously. this is a great song. Oh, I, I spoke over his little big moment there but that chorus is just killer it's great crying by aerosmith 25 weeks on this chart peaked at number 11 love it absolutely love that song that's a great song aerosmith great band all right mike i think you uh promised everybody i did one final song i did i, did. I um do you have it I do. I've you have it, it ladies and gentlemen. Right here. 
At the beginning of this episode, I spoke of a nostalgia trip that Adam and I were taking personally. It was our own choice. Now, this song is not a 90s song, but in the regard to... It actually is. Is it really? This is from 1999, so we're totally in the clear. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us for some middle school dance, high school dance remembrance. You know what? Don't, Don't be pretentious. Don't. Don't hate this. Don't Just hate this. Hey, embrace hey, folks, it. folks okay. even before hearing it, you fucking love this song. You fucking love it. Who is this, Mike? Lone Star. This is amazed. Every time our eyes meet, so, uh, fuck yeah. When I was putting the playlist together for tonight's songs, yeah, um, one of them was uh, was Breathe Again by Tony Braxton. And I saw the Faith Hill song Breathe when I was looking for it. And yeah. I started whistling it. And Mike's like, oh, that's a great song. And he played it. Yeah. And it reminded him of this. And oh, I had not heard this since uh, the early 2000s. And all the girls loved this song. They did. The Sing girls, along with this girls. This little girlfriend of mine, she, uh, she loved hearing this song. Took me back. Pure nostalgia trip. I'm so in love with you. Come on now. It just keeps getting better. Oh hell, dude, yes. I wanna spend the rest of my life with you by my side forever and ever. Every little thing that you do, baby, I'm amazed by oh, you. Oh man, it's hard not to sing along, but oh, dude, it I is, don't want to ruin it. it. it is, <laughs> oh, dude, I just love this. This is such a great song. Oh, I've got a cheesy grin on my face. Everybody, everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Everybody wants this. Everybody needs this. Come on, y'all. You know it. Shit. Yeah, man, this was this is a huge crossover hit. This Big wasn't. Time. This is a country song. Yep. You hear that fiddle? It was not only played on country radio. This was on like your your Kiss FMs. Oh yeah. Your Mix FMs. Oh yeah. Your KVILs. Shit, man, everybody. Your moms, your girlfriends, all of them rocking out to this shit, dude. Your grandmas. Dude. Oh man. And I didn't like country music. I huh. I still don't. I actually say do that. I like it. But yeah. I, I, that song was sort of undeniable. I mean, just nah, man. I don't know. Here, here comes the lick, the guitar lick, dude. Accompanied with like the other instruments, right here. Fuck yeah! Come on, bring it home. Bring it home now. Come on now. One more time now. Yeah. Come on, boy. Play that guitar. Shit. Ooh, bend that shit. Yeehaw! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are broadcasting from Texas, so <laughs> how can you blame us? Uh, 
Come on, everybody, indulge. Seriously, you guys love this. Guilty it's, it's great. It's a great song. <laughs> like a chocolate dessert, molten lava cake. It ain't good for you, but you want it. Folks, it has been a pleasure. You know, um, damn, this is a long episode. That's awesome. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to go back through the decade talking about different stuff, different types of music. Um, As always, we are happy to be here for you. We are brought to you by Seltzer Water, and uh, you can hear us on all kinds of formats. Uh, That song is kind of the podcast. There we are. Yeah, that song is kind of bringing out my southern accent a little bit. I need to get rid of it. Hold on a second. Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, have a wonderful night. The roads are getting slicker. Uh, where we are in the world, it is uh, winter time, And the rest yeah. of North America seems to be going through winter wintertime uh, as well. Uh, folks, please drive safely. Interesting how that works. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> folks, be safe out there. Have a wonderful night. We will see you next week. Good, Good night. night.